This is episode 99, like Aaron Judge, of the Chasing Points podcast. Uh, before we start, please go follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast. And if you're using the Apple Podcast or Spotify, please leave a five-star, 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 five-star review for us, please. Sam. You looked at me to bail you out, and I was just sitting here smiling. It was great. No, I was just looking. I was just like, uh, Okay. I was like, this is new. Sam just yep. added something brand new on me, and I was just like, okay, let's just go with this. Uh, welcome back, Sam. What's up, man? Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I- I'm thanks for coming back. Uh, Sam has been busy doing dad things um, all over the place. So uh, shout out to Sam for being a great dad. Dad life. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Dame for keeping the seat warm as always. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, how have you been? All in all. Hey man, can't complain. I mean, you can. This, oh yeah, I'm sure, but no one really cares. But yeah, no, everything's beautiful weekend, long holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, living my best life. How about you, my friend? Hey, listen, man, life is great right now. You know, just 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 keep keep pushing forward. That's all I gotta say to the people. Keep pushing there forward. There we go. Get the things that you need to get in life. Um, if you could dream it, you can do it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Wise man said, I read it in a book, it said Sam Bovada somewhere. Um, Sam, there has been some really, really good basketball going on and some really questionable basketball going on. Uh, And we are just going to jump right into it. So as you guys are hearing this, two days ago, the Eastern Conference Finals included. When you hear this, it will be the day of the NBA Finals, which we'll get to very shortly. But... The Eastern Conference Finals, which, as Dame and I talked about last week, uh, touching base on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, to be exact, were the two key factors and non-key factors in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7, where the Heat came to Boston and beat the brakes off the Celtics, 103-84, to Jimmy Butler had 28 points. Caleb Martin had 26 points. Who? Yeah. Jalen Brown had 19 points uh, at eight rebounds, but it's not enough, especially after your running mate literally sprains his ankle in the first play of the game. The first play. And you heard the air just leave the stadium. Yep, I think they knew. Uh, If I was a fan, I would have known. Because you saw exactly what happened to Jimmy when he sprained his ankle, uh, it's it's not the same. So, I mean, it is the same, but when you have your best player and then you have your second best player essentially not step up, I think Jalen Brown had eight turnovers that game, uh, which was wild to see. Uh, and, and I don't know for those that didn't tune in last week, or, but for those that did tune in, Damon, literally, Damon and I were literally just having the full-blown conversation about Tatum, do you keep Jalen Brown pair with Tatum? Do you move away from Tatum? Do you move away from Brown? What do the Celtics do? And now that question has now been pushed to the forefront. But before we get there, what were your thoughts on this blowout? I I think the craziest thing was, I mean, the momentum was surely in Boston's favor and they're at home in a game seven against a team that they are not, they are more talent they have more talent than the Miami Heat I think we could all agree um coaching definitely not I mean Spo is one of the best coach uh, he's the second best coach in the league right am I wrong by saying that I never win the yeah coach on top of that yeah but I, I I I would take him over anyone but pop at this point um and and Miami just goes in there again I think Tatum hurt was a big was a big thing. Not that anyone wants to uh, place this on injuries, but you know, I'm, I'm. I was tired as a Yankee fan. Was tired of hearing the Red Sox '04 comeback kind of thing for days. And bravo to the Celtics for even turning turning it around. I mean, it's it's nuts that this even happened, especially how they played in Game Three. But they reverted back to that in Game 7. And I'm sure Miami was sick and tired of 
hearing that. And, you know, they had him from the jump. I mean, they, they outscored him. And if, you know, by one point in the third, the Celtics, but other than that, they just blew the brakes off of them all game. And the momentum was there. And every time there was, you know, movement on Boston side, Spolstra would, would call a timeout and, and kill that. And it was just a, like, you know, a collective effort. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a great game. Until it wasn't a great game, I thought it was going to be a great game. I'm ha- I'm happy, uh, you know. I'm happy they uh, that it's over. <laughs> I'm excited for this NBA Finals, but I uh, I expected more from from uh, Jalen Brown, especially in the situation where he was in. Um, you know, with with Tatum being clearly banged up, he probably had no right being in that game, um, but but still willed it because of you know where we're at in the series. I mean, you can't get off the court. There's no way that Tatum no. can get off the court. Uh, same as I referenced Jimmy Butler, there's no way you can get off the court. Like, it still keeps – it still has – has. it makes the defense look at you and have to think about you still because he can have a set shot. Obviously, they're not going to allow him just to have that. Um, but being on the court, whereas not being on the court, I mean, he still had a double-double, right? Still had 14 points, still had 11 boards. Um not much, not not what it is, but I mean, let's get into it because we spoke about it last week, but I didn't speak about it with you, um, what the Celtics do from here. So now the question is is right here. It's going to be the topic all offseason. Uh, earlier in the day when, uh, earlier in this day when Sam and I are recording, uh, I, I've now seen rumors swirl that the Celtics plan on bringing back Jalen Brown, but the topic of discussion is does Jalen Brown actually want to come back? Now, I don't think he's going to pass up getting 300, a $300 million contract, which is like $53 million a year. Uh, I don't think he's going to pass that up. That's a lot of money that he can get. He's only 25 years old, or excuse me, 26 years old, uh, where Jalen, uh, excuse me, Jason Tatum is 25. So they have a very, very young core. Uh, it, it, in all honesty, just kind of rehashing that conversation and, and expounding upon it, I think they keep both. They should keep both, uh, but I look to build around these two. So, like, a Marcus Smart has to go for me. The reason why Marcus Smart has to go for me, he is the heart of their their defense. He plays a lot of minutes, though, and he doesn't really add too much offensively anymore, which is crazy because Dame and I were literally talking about this earlier today, that Oklahoma State, when he was there, he was an offensive threat. Like, you knew him to be an offensive threat, and when he kind of came – to the NBA, his game almost didn't translate and he became more of a defensive player than offensive player. I don't know why that is, uh, but that is what I've known him to be once he's transitioned to the NBA. Uh, Al Horford is getting up there in age. Robert Williams, uh, he's he's supposed to be, was supposed to be the guy to, to shore up the middle and, and do that. And since uh, last year, like when he came back in the finals, like he was supposed to be that, like he has not lived up to this hype. That they've he hasn't been, been the same since that injury last year, for sure. I don't know what they do there. Yes, you have White, who is a surprise because he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Williams, Grant Williams is – I don't know how I feel about him. I've said that already, but I just, just don't know how I feel about him still. Uh, they just have to build up those pieces, and, and Brogdon really did nothing at all, in my opinion, and that was supposed to be a guy. Six man of the year, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's – didn't come to fruition. So what do you think? Cause I've spoken enough about this. We didn't hear what you thought that the Celtics should do. So the floor is all yours. yours. I've always, and we've talked about this for years. I've, you know, I always question the breaking up Tatum and Brown. Brown always seemed to be in these trade talks. Tatum is obviously the better player, but it, you know, really looking at it yes, yesterday, or in this case, Monday night, was the moment that Brown needed to step up. And I just, he's been in this spot before, and he's just so inconsistent. Now, here's a guy who's about to make $50 million a year. He was second team all pro, um, or second team uh, all NBA. So now, as you mentioned, he's eligible to sign a $295 million five-year contract. Before it was four years, one eighty nine. So he just made himself an extra hundred million dollars if he resides with the Celtics. I think there'll be a market for him. I think the Celtics should probably look to see what they could get 
from him at the end of the day. I, I hate calling players assets, but that's what they are in this game of uh, chess that is NBA, free agency, transactions, moves, all of that. So I think you have to look to see what you could get from a guy like Brown. But ultimately, you can't, if push comes to shove, you can't just let this guy walk out the door. He's uh, 25, 26 years old. And he's, you know, you could argue he's not even in his prime yet. Well, I'm going to give some pushback here because you said something that I've been combative with. You said that he was a, this was the time for him to step up. But if you flash back to the NBA Finals last year, it was him, not Jason Tatum, leading the team. Yeah, that's, I said he was, in, you're right. You're absolutely right. I said he's inconsistent. Yes, and he yes. needed a big game yesterday, but it's not just on his shoulders. I think that's not it's, right there because you just said he's inconsistent. Is Jason Tatum not the same damn thing? Because oh he, yeah, no, he totally is. Yeah, you so, let, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's the that's why I'm I'm just always playing devil's advocate in this conversation is because everybody's quick to get rid of Jalen Brown, but in the biggest series of their young career, which was last year against the Warriors. Jalen Brown stepped up, not Jason Tatum. And yeah. now this year, Jalen Brown throughout this throughout the playoffs, when Jason Tatum was not there to do what he's supposed to do, it was Jalen Brown again. And then it was put on him again. And I don't hear the slander or the same uh, the same talk about Jason we, Tatum. Yeah, we don't talk about Tatum the way we talk about Brown. Exactly, because everybody keeps saying, well, Tatum has a ceiling. Tatum has a ceiling. Tatum. So Jalen Brown doesn't have a ceiling because he's shown in those pressure moments that he can do something and where Tatum disappeared and has become a, as he said last night, a shell of himself. Yeah. How many times are we going to hear that from Jason Tatum? And how many times are we going to hear people not talk about Jason Tatum when he's doing essentially the same thing as Jalen Brown? So I, I'd say that to you and, and, and want to hear what you say about that. I uh, I don't disagree with it at all. I th- I think the reason that we're pointing fingers at Jalen Brown today, we as as the media, if you want to consider that, is because he can because he's a free agent, and here's something to talk about until July first or whenever you know whenever that time is. So it's it'll be interesting to to see all of that. I look, I still don't want to break them up, but I think. If you can get something, and I mean, you could get a haul in today's today's world, today's NBA for Jalen Brown. I th- I think if you can, you you need to explore that if he doesn't want to stay. But then again, if he signs with resigns, he gets a hundred million dollars more than he would somewhere else. I think fifty three million dollars a year is a lot for Jalen Brown. I think it's a lot for any player, but you know, good good for him. Make make your money. Um, I the whole team's inconsistent. I think if you'd ask any Celtics fan, they're disappointed. They continue to make the Eastern Conference Finals. They've made one, one fi- They've uh, won NBA Finals right out of the last four years or something like that, or um, five, whatever it is. That I look at this team and just think they should be better. But maybe that's just us anointing certain guys way too quick, like like Tatum. But I have, I'd like to think that Tatum would have had a great game if he was healthy. But who knows? They just played flat the whole time. Fair, fair points. All, all fair points. And I, it, it's, it's, it always sucks. Like when we, we come as, as fans and, and I guess to your point again, media, if you want to consider us that, that when we, when a series is over, it's, it's always quick for people to like blow it up. Blow the team up. Like, as if these guys didn't just make it to the finals last year and the Eastern Conference finals two years in a row. Like, why are we talking about blowing yeah. up? Right? You know, team teams would dream to be in this position of getting to the Eastern Conference finals. Obviously, the goal is to win it all, but teams would dream to be in that position. So, I, I don't think you just move on from that. And I, I watch the Celtics very, very closely with what they do because – those picks would have been my team's picks if yeah. they wouldn't have had Billy King running it. I still swear I wish I could meet this man. Anyway. Um, I, think, I think real quick, too, that, um, you know, before last year's finals, everyone wanted to break apart the Warriors. 
you know, especially those lean, quote unquote, lean years after the Raptors final where Clay was just, uh, uh, you want to talk about shell of his former self, um, you know, so much talk about that and then having high draft picks and, and all of that. And look, they got another finals out of it. You never know. No one thought when the play in started that the Miami heat would be here right now. Yeah. And that's also the fact that we're talking 12 minutes about the Celtics and haven't mentioned Jimmy Butler, Caleb Brown, or, or Spostra really more than just their names right now is, is part of the problem too, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, they're, they're talking about blowing up the Warriors again, just, a year after them just winning the, the NBA finals. So it's that validates your point right away. Um, but before, yes, before we go to the finals and preview that matchup, Jimmy, excuse me, <clears throat> Hemi freaking <laughs> Butler. Hemi Carter. Hemi freaking Butler. Hemi Jordan, as we uh, also call this young man. Uh, it is amazing what Jimmy Butler teams have done uh, in recent memory. A guy that is also a Marquette monster uh, coming out of the same college as one of my favorite players of all time, Dwayne Wade. Uh and having him as a mentor and friend and going and playing in Miami of Jimmy, they've had plenty of conversations about why he should go there and why he did, but just to have that culture, you have Pat Riley overseeing everything first, who is a no nonsense. Let's get to work type guy. Then you have Eric Spolster, who is the same thing. And then you have Jimmy who also is a no nonsense guy. Let's just get to it. I'm not here for all the rah-rah. Let's do all that. Um, I love what he has been able to do with this team. I love what Spolster has been able to do with this team with a bunch of undrafted gentlemen that have absolutely come in here and wreaked havoc upon the league. I, I remember, Sam, if we rewind back to the play-in games and I said, oh, Miami's nothing. We're going to get it. We're going to get the playoff spot. They're going to get bounced in the – and the the playing game and blah 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 blah. And now fast forward, it's just like damn. I don't know anybody outside of Miami Heat fans that had them getting to this point. They God, were minutes away from losing to the Bulls, man. They, they looked terrible minutes. against the Hawks. Yeah, terrible against the Hawks. So it's just it's again to the point. I, I I'm a full subscriber to this. Is all you need to do is get into the tournament. Yes, yeah. you have. They're all NBA talent. <laughs> on every team, there's NBA talent, but I will continue to say that the Heat and the Nuggets are the two complete real teams. What I mean by that is they play team basketball, selfless basketball, and you see it over and over again. Jimmy allows his teammates to work in their space and then does what he needs to do as the superstar of the team in his clutch, and shout out to him for winning the MVP uh, of this finals. But damn, man, it's it's just so wild to see this and and I I know who are we who we both chose which we'll get to for the finals to win after we preview it but it's so hard to go against this team it it really really is and it, unless you're the opposite team playing against them and you're that fan base how could you not like this team and and what they show I I just I'm here for Jimmy trolling pretty much everybody the the to the timeout, <laughs> going back at Al Horford, uh, and then what he wore last night, which I don't think people were talking about it enough, the hat that he decided to wear at the post. I didn't see, I didn't see any post-game stuff. An old school St. Okay. Louis. Oh, no. For Tatum. Yeah. Tatum. Tatum, yeah. Oh, Again, people aren't talking about it, but I know Jimmy is a troll, and he likes to do these things, even though he just it's just fun for him. So... What are your thoughts on this before we get into the, the, the preview, Sam? Thoughts on what? Jimmy being a troll on the heat? Being... <laughs> sure, you can start there or just the heat in general. I No, I, I co-sign everything you said, man. I, I mean, their second best player was Tyler, Tyler Hero. Third best player? I know. Well, depends what BAM yeah. you get. Yeah. But he's not on the court. Um and you're, you know, you're you're playing it with a bunch of undrafted free agents with a coach that started in the film room in Miami. Like it's just, you know, it's it's uh, it's an incredible story. 
I will tell you as we lead into the finals talk is the thing I texted you and I was really bummed I couldn't make last podcast is I know nothing. I know nothing. It's just the how dominant this Nuggets team was when all of the money and all the the talk was on the Lakers and they just did their business. And yeah, the the Heat almost embarrassingly lost the series. They were up three nothing. Um so yeah, there's we have to talk about that, but all the talk was on Boston taking this thing back and you know that quiet confidence that that they had down in South Beach there and I you know got uh got through it. So yeah, I I think I don't think it's going to be like a layup four games and we're done with, you know, just the crowning the Nuggets. I still think, you know, I I still think this Nugget team is incredible and you talk about team ball and you know i i was not a tr- uh, truly on board with Jokic, but i knew how good he was is we love jamal murray we you noted the difference um with him not on the court in years past and they, they have a great uh ensemble of guys that are willing to do what they need to do so as we lead into the finals talk here but um you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but it's going to be a, a tough mountain to climb. That's just my thoughts here. What what are you thinking? You alluded to you really like this heat heat team, so. Well, yeah. Let's 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 start this this finals preview then. Uh, Tyler Hero is working and expected to be back game three. By the way, since you mentioned Tyler Hero, yeah. Uh, so that's kudos to him for working through that. Uh, but let's run down the the games. Game one is Thursday, uh, which is going to be – I can't wait. I'm not doing anything at all. <laughs> uh, game one, Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern, ABC. Game two, Sunday uh, at Denver. So both first two at Denver, 8 p.m. ABC. Game three, Wednesday, June 7th uh, at Miami, 8.30 p.m. Uh, game four, Friday, June 9th at Miami, 8.30 p.m. ABC. Then we have – I'll give you the games if necessary. Uh, game five is June 12th at Denver, 8.30 p.m. Game six, Thursday, June 15th at Miami, 8.30 p.m. And then game seven would be June 18th at Denver, 8 p.m. I don't see it getting past game six, uh, but who knows? Um, Caesars has Denver favored at this point in time. Uh I do you think that is going to remain the same? I I do pretty much. Yeah, I I, I just think the team's too good unless there is some major thing, you know, I don't even want to talk about it, but I mean there are ways that this could swing the other way odds-wise, but I yeah, I wouldn't I would doubt that. Agreed. Uh this is Miami is the second eighth seed in NBA history to make it to the NBA finals. Uh, so they're the first in the play-in era uh, to to do that. Um, this is they're just making history as they go through each series, uh, which is pretty pretty awesome. Let's lay this out, Sam. We know who the Nuggets have, we know who the Heat have, and some of the matchups that I'm paying attention to at this point in time are what happens with Jokic, number one. Do you allow him to get his points and stop his teammates? Or do you hone in on Jokic? It's number one. Number two, if you're the Heat, how do you defend the Nuggets' length? Because you have Michael Porter Jr., you have Aaron Gordon, you have Jokic, all right? But then you also have swing players like KCP. You have Jamal Murray that you also have to worry about. Now, this is where I think the matchup, when we just talked about talent, as you mentioned, that the Celtics were on paper more talented than, and we believe them to be more talented than the Heat, but the Heat proved this year in this series that they were better, okay? The Nuggets, same situation. They are coming in with more talent. They've been the best team all year around in the NBA, the number one Seed, if it was the NFL, it had been the number one overall seed, right, type thing. Um, but then for the Heat side, 
who who shows up outside of Hemi? Because you mentioned we don't know which version of Bam Adebayo we're going to get. And for me, if I'm a Heat fan, that's scary. Because you need him in this series. One thing about him is we had a great conversation, and I want to want to mention this to you. So Dame and I spoke about this, and we he compared Bam to Julius Randle. And I said, I think that's a great comparison outside of when Randle's off, he quits. And you can clearly see it on his team. Like, he quits and gives up on his team. Yeah. When Bam... When Bam's not doing great, he still plays defense. And he plays it extremely well. But offensively, he'll shoot you in a game and shoot you right out of the game. Um, so what are your thoughts leading into this matchup? Any matchup stand out to you? Anything that you think is a key factor in either team winning or losing? I just, I just think Denver is going to be too much. For Miami, you mentioned the length. I don't know who else other than Bam you're going to have to in the front court to to be able to take on. You know, you might just have to let Jokic do his thing and just um worry about worry about everyone else. And still, that's going to be a tall task too because they could shoot you out of the 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 court and they can uh they can do a lot of different things, especially when you have someone that demands as much attention as Joker. I I just think it's, I think it's going to be a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if they won a game um, or two. I just, it, it's hard for me to look past Denver losing this series, let alone losing a couple games just based on what we saw. And, you know, they, they made easy work of the Lakers, um, a team that I think you could argue is on, you know, talent wise, more talented than the the heat um and and you're going to get big minutes from guys like um Caleb Martin and I mean but Duncan Robinson was a guy that was a liability last year you couldn't even have him on the court and now he's you know now he's the uh you know one of the, one of the options on this team what what he he played 20 um 20 minutes yesterday so it's like I don't know I I have a problem thinking that um that Miami has a, a strong chance in this. See, I normally would wholeheartedly agree with your statement on talent. But I think going into this series, I think you can pretty much throw that out the window when it comes to Miami. Because if you sure. look statistically at what they did throughout the whole year, damn near... <laughs> damn near 80% of the league was better than them, talent-wise. And they're one of the final two teams standing. All they have to do is is have themselves in the tournament and in this game. And that's all they need to do. Because they're going to be in there. And as I said before, they're these are the two teams that I feel are the most complete teams as they play team basketball. The way that they move the ball. It's not just one pass, shoot. It's pass, 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 shoot. Pass, dribble, pass. It's it's moving the ball around and allowing you to play and use your strengths instead of going with your disadvantages, right? And these teams are also very good at exploiting that as well, too. So I really think it's going to be a mind game from top to bottom, meaning from the coaches, head coaches, all the way down to their bench players which I do feel that Denver has a deeper bench uh, anyway. This is just going to be very, very interesting. So with that said, Sam and I both have chosen the Nuggets to win, (laughs) which is probably not good because we both chose the Celtics to win, and we saw how that turned out. Um, I don't know, Sam. Again, this this playoffs has been refreshing to me is because I haven't said I don't know in so long when it comes to the NBA Finals or the playoffs in general. This year has literally been uh, an I don't know. Every time we do these episodes, I I think to myself, like, I don't know who's going to win this. I don't know who's going to do that because basketball is getting better and better and better. And these teams are getting more depth and there's 
players that you haven't heard of that are evolving into stars and superstars. And I just love what's happening with the Gabe Vincents of the world, the Max Struces of the world, the Caleb Martins of the world. These are guys that undrafted Caleb Martin basically got back in the league with the help of J. Cole, like type thing. Yeah, like, I heard that story. Like, That's not. It's just wild things to hear and or see and then to see these guys play so well to to Duncan to your point about Duncan, like him and Bam worked hours together on their pick and roll and what he would do is he would shoot himself out of a game. But now he dri- dribble drives to the rack and and cuts and does certain things. It's like, okay, he's got a certain level of confidence that I absolutely enjoy so much. So I don't know, Sam. I, I'm I'm my heart my heart says the Nuggets because I, my heart and I say the Huggets. Wow. The Nuggets. Uh, but I don't – it's hard to go against the Heat. Yeah, dude. I mean, we we both didn't think they'd be at this point. So I, it's – you know, and wh- what do we know, as you just mentioned? I, th- I think it speaks to the, the talent in the league, as you mentioned, and there hasn't been a clear-cut – like this is the best team in basketball all year, in my opinion. I mean, you know, you you think it's the Bucks? They're out in the first round. To who? The Heat. You know, it's like so you you just don't know. Um, but I guess that's why you know that's why you play the games. To for a cliche like that, but I uh, know it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. I I don't think it's going to be you know a sweep for and done here. I think it's going to be. I hope it's going to be a good a good series to watch. Yeah, it's absolutely not going to be a sweep. There's no no way there's going to be a sweep, but it could be. <laughs> it's just, again, don't really know. Uh, in other news, uh, this just happened today when we we're recording. Uh, yesterday, when you're listening, uh, the Golden State GM, the architect Bob Myers, two-time executive of the year, uh, has won four championships with the Warriors is stepping down as the franchise president and GM. Uh, He said to ESPN, it's just time. Well, Sam and I believe that it wasn't just time. (laughs) It was a reason why he probably stepped down. This is our assumption. We have no confirmation on this, but texting each other, we both agreed on this, which is not a shock, but we both believe that we know that there's so many decisions that they're going to have to make. Do we keep Clay or do we move on from Clay? Do we now trade Jordan Poole because it seems like nobody on the team likes Jordan Poole and he's changed since he's got his money? Do we keep Draymond? What do we do with that? What do we do with uh, the other bench players that we need to build around there? I just feel like there's so much that has to be done. And I'm not saying that he's he's been up to the task in, in recent memory and he's built teams, but this is – this is a little bit different because they're they're getting older. The the core of that team is getting older, and that fan base, I'm sure, does not want to see any of them leave. But you have to make some really big decisions going forward. So, I think that played a part into the "it's just time" comment for me. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I mean, Bob Myers is, you know, just he he built this team and he built it through aside from getting Kevin Durant and you can make the case that, you know, he was part of that. Um, but just the, he drafted like people give the Warriors such a hard time, but the core of that team has been, was drafted by this dude and like Draymond, a second round pick. I know uh, Curry and Thompson were, were lottery picks, but still it's, you know, not at, you know, how many lottery picks has your favorite team had? And not, and I don't mean you, I just, the general question um, and, and actually worked out. So, uh, this yeah, this team's no, no. well, <laughs> our, the one thing our team share is we trade away all of our draft picks. We don't have any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a long time of dysfunction in the draft for both of our teams, but uh, yeah, that team's getting older. They they've consistently been well over the luxury tax threshold. I think their salary was like over four hundred million dollars recently. Uh, they have an option, or Draymond has an option. We'll see. You know. Clay's still under con- contract. You have these kids that you've spent lottery picks on that you can't even get in the rotation. In uh, um, what's his name? The uh, Moody and uh, Kaminga, and you got rid of Wiseman because you couldn't yeah. play him. Yeah. 
So it's it's you know there's Jordan Poole. You gave him a ton of money and talk about shells of their former selves. I mean, where's where's uh where's Jordan Poole been? So it's you know he has the right to he's gonna walk into uh into Springfield into the Hall of Fame probably, and he could walk into any front office in the league and get a job tomorrow, Bob Myers. So I think he's earned that right. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a mess in in Golden State. I don't know what the right answer is i think you probably if you're gonna tear everything down you keep steph and you you tear everything else down i i I don't know the answer i don't follow the team close enough to pretend like i know but it's gonna be a it's gonna be messy at some point i just realized something that my mic is i'll tell you in a second but (laughs) uh I, I'm just curious to see what happens with them. I'm really, really just curious to see what happens. And uh, who knows? Who knows how this is going to turn out? But uh, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, Nick Nurse. You you got rid of a doctor and got a nurse with the 76ers. Pretty interesting. <laughs> um, Nick Nurse is now the head coach of 76ers. I don't know. I feel like this... I feel like James Harden was gone anyway, but I just feel like this is kind of like the end for James Harden. Like he's like, okay, well, I'm I'm out of here now. So I don't know if that's actually going to be the case, and that's what's going to happen. But I think I said that like two weeks ago, and you were like, no, James is going to stay. Well, that was before. Be, that was before I found out what was going to go and who was going to be. So there. so Harden wanted Dun, uh, not Dunleavy, um, D'Antoni. Yep. And Maury obviously hires Nick Nurse, so is that what you're alluding to? That is absolutely okay. Well, yeah, you're you're entitled to change your mind. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, <laughs> so I think that you're is the, uh, 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 a big factor. I honestly, if I'm them, I I can move on from them. I I mean, you're not going to get the productivity that you get from him from somebody else, but I guess you'll just have to wait and see what what happens. But I I think it's a he was the best coach in my opinion that was that was out there first like he was number one on the coaches that was out there number two is would be Monty to me uh, I really like Monty a lot um, and I mean Doc is still is going to be a phenomenal coach he wins wherever he goes it's just I just feel like he just gets a bad shake every single time it's because like his teams quit like at the worst times um, but well, if it's if the team and I like Doc. But if his teams can, if you think their teams are consistently quitting, does it have something to do with that? I mean, yes and no, because I always said it at the end of the day, I don't care who my coach is. <laughs> I want to win. So yeah. I'm do whatever is in my power to win. Like it's your coach can, can call out all the plays and that's great. Right. But you still have to go out there and make the plays. You still yeah, have to go out there true. and shoot the ball. You still have to go out there and give the effort. Like that has absolutely nothing to do with your coach. It has everything to do with you as a player. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then it can't be the coach. The coaches are always the scapegoats. Like it's just, if you give up on the coach, like, yeah, some coaches aren't player coaches or they don't, they don't gain the respect of the locker room. But doc had that, like Joel didn't want him to go. Like the rumors came out after Joel didn't want him to go, but they got rid of doc anyway. So, and Joel at times chokes, but he didn't want him to go. So it's just like, I don't know, Sam, it's, it, that is a whole, we could do a whole podcast on that. Alone. It just, it, it shows you like how, how important the clutch gene consistency is. I was saying this to my dad the other day, we were watching the Yankees and Clay Holmes, you know, blowing a save or coming close to blowing a save. It's like, you. I said to him, man, you had Mariano Rivera for 18 years and you're really like, not every team had Mariana Rivera, you know, so it's the same kind of thing. Like, yeah, Jalen Brown gets paid a lot of money. Joel Embiid just won an MVP. They're not consistently clutch players, even though they're really good. So it makes these guys that stand out. I mean, of course, LeBron's at a whole other level, but guys like what Jimmy Butler is doing right now, so much more special because now it's when it counts, you know? So yeah, no, you're absolutely right though. Um, 
I I like Nick Nurse. I think it's same thing with uh you know writing was on the wall in Toronto, and I think uh, that team had you know that team kind of quit on him, and uh, you know he he's inheriting a lot of talented players and a a GM that will do whatever he needs to do to win, um, and so I think that's a a really good combination. As for James Harden. Good luck with whatever. If he wants, he's going back to Houston. I don't know if that's the best thing for a young team. Uh, you know, having James Harden back in Houston, but you know, good, you know, good riddance. Any GM that wants to sign him to a huge contract, I, you know, you're not getting, you're not getting the James Harden I would want. So, well, yeah, I don't think anybody's in the James Harden that they would want because that James Harden Harden's been long gone. But um, yeah, it's okay. Um, what I do want, though, is to introduce Sam's power rankings for MLB. Sam, you have the opportunity to share with the people your power rankings, your top five of who you currently believe are running the show right now. So without further ado, Sam, give the people what they want. The people want the power rankings? All right. Number five. Our New York Yankees. Uh, 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 that was weak as shit, Sam. I need more energy for your power ranking because if I'm somebody listening to this and we just got all right, can you? Five, I'm turning that shit off. Give me Sam's power rankings. Damn, let's go. All right, guys, it's time for the power rankings. Number five, our New York Yankees, thirty-three and twenty-three. Last week I had the number four, and it's really just because. Some teams are better, um, but the, it's coming around. They have the best bullpen ERA in baseball. They have a guy named Aaron Judge who not only hit two home runs last night, uh, he robbed one as well. So that was that was fun to see. Uh, he's really good at baseball. Number four, the Dodgers. Uh, they have a similar record. They're thirty three and twenty two. Um, they're they're really good too, despite the injuries and the guys that have left that team. Uh, they're playing really well. They're pitching really well. They're they're getting it done. They have some um, young guys in the rotation that that I like a lot from prospect point of view. And uh, Texas Rangers, stunningly at number three, uh, they're thirty four and nineteen. I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, the offense is really good. They just got Corey Seager back. They're pitching really well, and the bullpen is holding it together too. I mean, they're they're playing really good baseball in Texas for uh, Bruce Bochy, who knows a thing or two about winning baseball games. Number two, the Atlanta Braves, 32 and 22. Last week I had them number two as well. And uh, I just think they're the best team in the National League. I, Despite the injuries they've had in the rotation, they're still getting it done. Uh, Ronald Acuna is just a... Um, is is something different. He's, he's phenomenal. He's got a ton of... Uh, ton of stolen bases hitting for power hitting for average doing what doing what he does and number one begrudgedly the tampa bay rays 39 and 17 they just lead baseball and the american league in like every important category Uh, and they just got tyler glass now back and uh that's scary for opposing hitters in baseball so yeah that's my quick power rankings there so yankees dodgers rangers braves and raise you could check out more on our instagram tomorrow i will work on getting sam to have more energy and more uh moxie about his power rankings people well this is where you have to add some sound effects promise you on that no hell no we're just going to give the energy that we need um number one on sam's power ranking is the Rays, which i remember if we go back and have a conversation he said that the Rays were not this good remember that sam uh, after a week in the season, yeah, yeah, I do. Right, I said I to you coming back on the air saying what, what I was I right. Say? What did I say? I said, Sam. I said, in fairness to you, I said, hold on. I said, people did this to my team all last year in football. I said, let's let's not right. And then you said, you're right. I'm not gonna do that to him. See, I'm not I'm not just gonna hang you all the way out there to dry. Okay, by yourself. All right. But what they are doing. And what we've continued to watch them do in such a terrible stadium, (laughs) 
which is horrendous. Uh, They continue to win and build a powerhouse. Just, I, I just remember seeing them for what they were and they were the joke of the AL East and then where they are now. And they've been in contention, what, for like the last five years, would you say? Um, I mean, they they made a world series in like 2008. I mean, they've consistently been around. Yeah. So they've, they've, they've built up a powerful organization and it's, it's not surprising to those that are in the AL East to see what, what they've done. I, I like the little rivalry that has, has kind of been budding with them and the Yankees for quite some time now. Uh, I absolutely love that. The Braves, you, you lose Freddie Freeman uh, a couple seasons ago, and then you still are out here raking. Uh, Ronald Acuna is absolutely one of my favorite baseball players, period. And he's one of the most filthy baseball players. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy them. I haven't watched not a damn game about the Rangers and had no idea that this was their record until you put this together. So that says something about that, uh, period. No surprise that the Dodgers and the Yankees uh, round out a top five or were somewhere in the top five. They've, they've shown to do that. I know some people will say it's money, but I mean, other teams have money now. So I don't want to hear that, that nonsense, uh, rhetoric if you th- it doesn't matter yeah if you think this and they and the rangers did spend a ton of money sure up the middle with um degrom mm-hmm. uh, marcus simeon and, and Corey seager but you know they're they're doing this all without jacob degrom who who knows when we'll see him that's, again they're being awesome really story. quiet about all that um really but they don't have him yet yeah and a team i left off of here that you know, maybe it was my bias putting the the Yankees in there or the Dodgers. Is go look at the Baltimore Orioles record, dude. They're re- they're playing really good. They're pitching oh, no, really I well. That young team yeah. is out there. They built a really really good young core, and they are no longer a laughing stock. I can tell you that. No, no way. I can tell you that much, which is fine because that means that just gives me all the more reason to go to Camden Yard because it's one of my favorite places to go. Period. So, uh, Baltimore, I might see you this summer. I have to make that trip again. Give me some uh, good old blue crab, you know. Give me some crab cakes down there. Just, just saying, just saying. Um, super cool story to to see. And I, I watched this actually earlier. Uh, uh, Liam Hendricks, the White Sox closer, returning to the mound after six months with his bout against stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, and see him return, see the energy of the people in the stadium, see his wife, uh, see the fans holding up uh, the signs for him, watching him walk out to the bullpen to warm up how how loud it got, and then to see him run out to the mound and then have to pitch after that. <laughs> um, just a super, super, super dope story. Uh, I, I send my love to anybody that is affected uh, by the never-ending cancer that's out here plaguing families. Uh, no one should ever have to go through that. Uh, it, it touches home very closely for me. But just to see this this man go through this and be able to still go out there and give it his all, uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best, and I want to see him succeed. Uh, by the way, I, I love the White Sox Southside jerseys. Those are one of the greatest jerseys ever. They're sexy as hell. I love those jerseys. Um, but yeah, sending sending him love, sending sending his family love, and 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 hope he can get back to what he once was because he is a phenomenal baseball player as well. Yeah, I think he hit like ninety six on the gun. Uh, this is six. You know, he's six months less than six months removed from from being diagnosed with cancer and and now he's on a big league mound again. I think, I mean, I, you know, we've both lost too many people we love and care about to, uh, to cancer, but uh, just the thought of, you know, you don't know what is going to happen. And then six months later you are back doing what you love and just, you know, uh, just to be able to have two feet on the ground is, is something special, but Liam Hendricks is a riot dude. I don't, go down a YouTube rabbit hole of just him mic'd up. There's been some like all-star games or different things. Like he's a funny dude um, and a, a good personality in the, in the league for sure. So 
baseball is better with him and and sports is just better when you can hear stories about this because um unfortunately they exist but this is a this is the best possible outcome for sure i agree um let's move on to the nfl and uh how baker mayfield is uh winning the competition <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, i just keep seeing clips of baker mayfield and was kyle trask right Talk, yeah I'm like, who else is going to win this job? Kyle Trask? And, and they're, they're saying, I, I heard a report that they said that they Baker is in, in the lead right now. They really want to see the potential that Baker has. What potential? When when are you guys going to give up on this guy, Baker Mayfield? Like, he's, what potential? I need to see what potential you guys are talking about because I never see it. He's out here throwing ducks. But sure, I mean, I, I guess you have to say what you have to say. To, to feel better about yourself. But, um, I have a really interest in Kyle Trask. I have so many of his rookie cards. So many. So I'm like, rooting for him so he does great things for you. Just move it. Move him. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, we've exhausted the Baker talk on this podcast. If you've listened for 99 episodes now, you know how we feel about Baker Mayfield. But I mean, he won a Heisman. He went first overall. Some Somebody sees talent. And, and there could be there if his ego wasn't in the way and you know, he could throw a football. So, yeah, uh, I know. Never mind. I'm not going to go down the room. Uh, there's a quarterback that uh, could have been the quarterback for this team, could have been a quarterback for a lot of teams, but the Raiders quarterback, Jimmy G, you know what we call him. Uh, his contract includes a clause now uh, that addresses the left foot injury he sustained late last season and subsequently had surgery on after signing with Las Vegas Raiders, um, according to multiple reports. Uh, Pro Football Talk was first to report the news. So the clause, called Addendum G, which is hilarious, Comical. Yeah. Uh, is a waiver and release. The clause says that without the waiver, Garoppolo would not have passed his physical to sign with the Raiders. Because of pre-existing middle, metal in middle cuneiform, what the hell is that? Did I read that right? And a fracture of the base of the second uh, metatarsal and the player's left foot. In the clause, Garoppolo acknowledges the risk of further injury while playing football, including permanent disability, loss of motion, and other problems related to his left foot. Garoppolo reportedly waives all responsibility for the Raiders, NFL, and other parties regarding his foot condition. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> Jimmy G is potentially at risk for losing his foot and, and permanently having the nickname of IHOP is what I'm hearing. That's what I'm getting from this, that Jimmy is saying – I just want to play football and I don't care if I lose my foot. And if I just so happen to lose my foot, it's none of your responsibility because I'm okay with this. Is is that what you heard? Cause that's what I heard. That's what I heard reading this. I heard that uh, Jimmy G is okay. With with that's not what that said at all, but okay. Okay. Well, that's what I heard in my head. He so. failed. He basically would have failed his physical and the Raiders were like, okay, we'll sign you, but here's the stipulations. If your foot, falls off and or you can't play football because of your foot we're voiding your contract and you can't sue us for if your foot falls off or anything else is basically they basically just wrote that in okay we'll sign you but we're gonna void your whatever 25 million dollar contract it's uh that yeah i i didn't know he was still that you know in that kind of shape but it's they need a quarterback i guess it makes it even more interesting that they didn't make a move in the draft process or to get a quarterback now. Uh, it's it's interesting. They may not be in love with whoever was there um, at seven when they picked. Carry three quarterbacks now, thanks to the crying-ass 49ers. So now they can carry three quarterbacks. I think that's a good rule, though. Huh? I think it's a good rule. I still think the Eagles would have beat them with a healthy quarterback. Well, that's not, that's not the other team's problem. Now we're just going to make rules to, to give the – you're right. You're right. I think it's asinine to not want to carry a third quarterback and carry like a 
seventh defensive tackle. You're right. Part of the game. Like it, that's yeah. that's the puzzle of the game. Like you you if you know that your guy has been dealing with injury all week, what have they done? They've put another player in and then you have to lose it. Like it's the dice that you have to roll. Like now we're gonna say, okay, you can carry around a mystery person. And then if your other two get hurt and they can't come in or they're ejected out of the game, then we can give you another one. Like how many more chances do we need to get and give to somebody? Like that's I, yeah, I think it's stupid that they only dress two quarterbacks. Perhaps. It's so it's you know, people want to critique the quarterback position. It's clearly the most important position on the yes. field. And if you know, then you're gonna end up in a situation where the biggest game of the year for the 49ers and who have just the poorest of luck and they're down to a guy they picked up on the street in Josh Johnson and then he gets hurt. So and you you bring out Purdy just to hand the ball off, you know, or you were gonna put your most expensive position player in CMC out there to just run wildcat all day. Yeah, it's it's an important position. You should be able to go go get you a Brad Smith or a Terrell Pryor. Uh, that you can put at wide receiver <laughs> if you need him to. But if he just so happens to need to play quarterback, you can just put him back there, and then you don't lose a spot. You still have an athletic player. Go that. Go get a hybrid. Like, let's just stop with this nonsense. But Julian Edelman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I feel – I mean, I feel for Jimmy G as much as I possibly can. I mean, he's he's a multimillionaire in the NFL, so don't feel too bad. But, I mean, this his, his injury history has been absolutely – wild uh not only can he not escape tom brady who is is almost officially back with the raiders i don't know if that officially went through but uh this this young man literally is injured every year he cannot stay healthy and now the fact that this young man uh could permanently damage and be permanently disabled and then can't turn around because this is how much this is why some people say NFL players are stupid is because you're waiving all of this and then at NFL your team and other parties are not responsible for your condition so you're going to need medical attention if you really get hurt so that's going to all be on you so I know he wants to play and I know that was the only way kind of stipulation that they, they did it but I would have tried to find a different way I don't know what it would have been but try to find a different way to do this, but waving, allowing the ability to wait, like literally he can go out there and trip on the field, Sam, and it's over for him. Yeah. Or how many times have you seen someone at home playing with their kids and then they like yep. drop something? Uh, didn't that just, just happen to Josh Donaldson where he like cut his hand playing? Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, but like that stub your toe and you break your toe going out of the shower. I yeah. think that happened to somebody in baseball a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, it's it's a shame. I don't know if this is like first of its kind or if it's just a big deal because it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I I don't know, but it it's not a great precedent for uh the PA to to be behind this, I think. Uh, you know, the, this isn't something the NFL PA would want. No. No. Uh this this would be interesting though. Uh, to see what happens. I just really hope he can stay healthy. I, I like his game when he's able to play. Yeah, here's a guy who finally, you know, when he when Brady got was was uh, benched or, or suspended, rather, you know, he even got hurt filling in for him. And then he gets traded for a second-round pick. He was a second-round pick, and he gets a monster contract with only playing like a handful of games in the NFL, and it just, it's never, it's never worked out for him. I mean... He went to a Super Bowl. He went to a couple conference title games. It's worked out, I guess. But I think a healthy Jimmy G would probably perform better than what we've seen over the last six or seven years. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I mean, we still going to get some good football out of this next man. Uh, It is DeAndre Hopkins, who the Cardinals had to cut. On Friday, after attempting to trade him, no team was going to trade for him because they knew that the Cardinals, he didn't want to play for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals weren't going to keep him. Uh, so why trade for him? So they had to end up cutting him, which I'm sure sucks to, to hear from them, and I'm sure, which I would love to hear what Kyler Murray has to say because we haven't heard from him since this has happened, or D-Hop uh, has mentioned that he didn't want to be there and the teams that he liked to go through, uh, to, excuse me. But um, 
You he's he's laid out multiple teams that he or players that he'd like to go to uh, and play with. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't I forgot the oh uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, some of the names that he mentioned he notably left Dak Prescott off of that list. I'm not saying that to take jabs. Uh, people have been talking, and I just want to make that very very clear uh, because if you remember at the beginning of the off season, he was working out with Des Bryant. And people thought he was going to the Cowboys, which is really the reason I mentioned he did. Uh, Deshaun Watson has said he would love to to pair up with Nuke again, as they were teammates in, in with the Texans. They're both Clemson boys as well. Uh, I don't know where he ends up. I know where I want him to end up, but <laughs> I don't know where he ends up. Where do you think he ends up, Sam? I I have no idea. Obviously, he's going to go to the position that or the team that's best for him but I think if you're a team in need of wide receiver help the Browns the Ravens for sure I mean if you add him I'm I'm terrified of him going to Buffalo I know that's been a rumor um, just because how much more firepower do you need Um, but you know that's that's an opportunity there same with your Eagles man if that's if that even has a like glimmer of truth behind it, that's scary. And I think that's what I told you when you sent me the news. I'm like, that's if that happens, that's just scary for the league. Um, you know, and I know the Jets have been in there too. Don't need him, but I would take him. I mean, he's a, a heck of a athlete. He didn't have a great year two years ago, but he was coming off of an injury. He looked pretty good last year. And you talk about just uh the Cardinals, the probably the worst roster in the league and it just got exceptionally more worse more i don't think more worse is term i have a journalism degree i should know um how to speak (laughs) what's that said it gets worser it gets more (laughs) bad no but uh this this team's bad you're probably not seeing kyler for much of next season if any yeah. Uh, as he recovers from that ACL, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, just that would suck to be a Cardinal fan. But you know, I hope he just goes somewhere where he can win. He he deserves it. He's been in Houston and Arizona, so I I said I know where I would love for him to go, which is to my Eagles. But if he doesn't go to the Eagles, because they would have to work some things around, and people are starting to speculate because Jalen and him just became friends on social media and you know how it goes from there they became friends and now everybody's like he's got to go there i honestly could see him going to the chiefs or to baltimore if he does not go to the eagles which i hope for myself i can see him going to the chiefs or baltimore the chiefs need a a wide receiver like a star wide receiver um they have Kavarius tony but then they would have him and Travis Kelsey, and you also still have to worry about Patrick Mahomes himself. That's a nightmare for anybody in the AFC. That's number one. Also a nightmare would be Lamar, OBJ, Zay Flowers, and Nuke. <laughs> that would be That's a good the point. best I don't know offense, you... offenses, period, and one of the most talented offenses right there. And I didn't even mention Mr. Tight End over there, Mr. Andrews. Okay, didn't even mention him. So that would be absolutely potent. And I think those if if I'm him, those are my top three choices. I'm excluding the Bills because I don't know. I know Josh Allen is a great talent, but I don't. His player comp is has been proven true to me. He, he turns the ball over a lot in some key situations. He's a phenomenal talent, but. If I also had the choice not to go and live in like ten feet of snow, I would definitely not do that. So there's there's that for me. Um, but we will see. We will absolutely see. So before we get out of here, Sam decided to do a do you care about hockey, and I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't care uh, at all because it does not have the Rangers in it. But sure, we'll talk about this. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights beat the Dallas Stars in Game Six to advance the Stanley Cup Finals, and we'll face the Panthers. Uh, game one is Saturday. Do you care? I already gave my answer. No. Sam, do you care? 
No, no, I don't. I, I don't. Matthew Kachuk's really good at hockey. I like him. But that's it. I just, I, this happens. I do this three times a year opening day of hockey, the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the finals. Just I just put this on here to hear you take a crap all over hockey if it doesn't involve the Rangers. And I, I, I don't blame you. I understand. It's fine. I'm not watching. I'm just saying it's uh, I haven't you know. watched Lika hockey since the Rangers. Dude, the Florida Panthers are good. Oh, I, I know. I heard about them. And, I, and then Golden Knights have been good since they're in seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, expansion team what? <laughs> yeah, okay. There, there you go. Doing what they got to do. Um, with that being said, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to today or this weekend? Well, I think it's the NBA Finals. Okay. That's got to, that's circled. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, yeah. Watch some baseball. Some New York. I've been watching the New York Liberty. They're getting it together. I like it. This team's really good, man. I know. It's moving the yeah, ball really well. That's actually one of the things I'm looking forward to. So yeah. So uh, no, it's been they've been fun to watch, and uh, it's uh, we got to get down there to Brooklyn to see that. That'll be fun. I agree. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So Liberty. One more thing, I'm looking forward to, dude. We should have a party next week. 100. Okay. Let's have a party then. Let's invite some friends. Let's have a, a, let's do something. Let's invite some friends. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Have some drinks. Uh, interrupt me again. I'll cut your face off. Uh, Liberty. <laughs> the Liberty, uh, when we're recording tonight, are playing Storm. So I'm watching that. Yep. Also, the Ultimate Fighter, the 30th season of the Ultimate Fighter, and it has Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler. Uh, they're fighting. Uh, they're going to be fighting once this concludes, as it always happens that way. Uh, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to the finals. Um, and to finally actually uh, watching some baseball, because the Yankees apparently like to win when I don't watch. And then when I watch, they like to lose. So, uh, Well, they're know. on past your bedtime right now. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not watching that right now. I'm glad they beat the uh, Mariners, but I was really upset at the Padres were in town and I didn't get to go to that to see Tati Same. Uh, flex and then still lose. Uh, even though I, I rock with him, but it was just would have been fun to see that. But Sam, take us home. Take hey us man, home. that's uh, episode 99 of the Chasing Points podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Drop a, some nice comments and uh, tell your friends and do all that. Uh, it goes a long way to helping our podcast and check out Chasing Points podcast.com so for brandon my name is sam thank you so so much for listening until next week peace i gotta help sam with that uh <laughs> this is now summertime uh and it's peach season why do i mention that it's because i'm a fan of drinks and i will be a connoisseur by the end of the summer for making a peach smash Mark my words. If you hear me sipping throughout the next few episodes or the the, the summertime, it's probably that. And uh, we will have video confirmation of the first one to reach this podcast. That's all I'm going to say. Ta-ta now. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.